Hello, and you're listening to the best drone podcast out there, Let's Drone Out. We would like to thank all of our patrons, including... Ricky Dread. As well as... Art Faulkner. And... That's it. We've only got two out of the four $12 patrons who would help pay for the editing for this train wreck of a show. If you want to get your name read out, please donate to patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Let's drone out. Welcome, everybody, to another awesome episode of Let's Drone Out, featuring our technical experts who are working on trying to get his own camera working. Uh, let's introduce him. It's Jack, bright until I fly. Say hi, Jack. I don't even think people can hear me. <laughs> we can. <laughs> we can hear Jack. Nobody else may be able to, but there you go. We've also got on the show Rob Thompson. Hello. We've got Bloods. Hello. We've got NJ, handsome man. Ah, thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Andy RC is here. How do? I haven't got any of the little phrases. Should I say my little Tony is here? Bonjour. And I'm Carrie Kitten, Wayne. Hello. We've been talking a lot about HD recently. Uh, Obviously, the DJI had been out. Andy did a massive video on that one. Oh, Jack's here. Hello. Do you, right. do you want to start again and take no, over? No, it's fine. You done no, it. you Excellent did a great job. No, that was great. Oh, thank you. Don't, don't, you don't need me anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but we, we missed your lovely plane. face and your interesting hair. Um, and so, like this. so now the exciting news is that uh, several of us have managed to acquire um, the Fat Shark. I forgot what it's called again. What is it again? Bite Bite Frost. Frost. The Bite Frost system. This isn't mine. This is Rob's over there. I've stolen it from him as um, payment for coming on the show. That's how desperate he was to come on. But uh. we thought it'd be it'd be a good uh, good chance to sort of discuss the pros and cons because they seem to be available in very limited numbers. Um, can, I just, can I just say disclaimer? Sorry. Disclaimer. Uh, um, no, no, it's stuck He's on the talking board. disclaimer. Disclaimer. Get me off the screen. <laughs> It's the NDRC disclaimer. Any views expressed by any guests on this show are personal and may not reflect the views or host on any participant of the show, especially NDRC. Don't listen to him. He works for Emax. Oh, it's changing now. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was stuck on Bloods for ages. That's well, not, still a bad thing. He's all right looking. Yeah, no, no, just, get it off me. Get it off me. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's what was wild. that about me working for Emax, Wayne? Didn't I hear a, a little birdie tell me that uh, you've got some contact? You've got, I, I believe you're on the payroll now. Isn't that right? That was me. I told you that. But no, I'm not on <laughs> the payroll, unfortunately. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm trying to make contact. I, basically, anybody that can send me stuff to look at, I'll, I'll pretty much haul myself out for that. But getting back to it. So hands up, who's got a bite frost? One, two. So let's start. What are your experiences with the bite frost? Have you used the DJI system? And how do you think it compares to analog? I think those are the big three questions on anybody's minds, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be definitely what most people are asking in the comments or 
telling me in the comments, not so much asking anything, just more complaining and <laughs> moaning about how it isn't as good a quality as DJI, which, um, yeah, in, in terms of video quality, it's, yeah, you can't lie, it isn't as good as the DJI system, um, but it does fit inside a quad a lot easier. Um, I can use it with my HDOs that fit my face nicely. Uh, I've tried the DJIs at the weekend, and they're, they're a bit weird fitting, but um, they're pretty comfortable. They just don't fit as nicely as Fat Shacks, but they're comfortable enough. And yeah, the the video feed, the high frame rate video feed is, is pretty sweet. Uh, I ordered one yesterday, so... <laughs> Mm. There you um, go. I've got the pleasure of having both. Um, so I've got my DJR ones over here, and um, obviously Wayne's got the bike frost at the moment, and 100% agreed. You know, bike frost is seriously lacking compared to DJI, but it does have some advantages. Um, and primarily, um, you know, certainly the DJR one, whilst it's superb. You know, I've had one incident where, well, my three-inch quad is no more. It's somewhere, I don't know, be found one day. <laughs> um, and that was the result of the um, DJI signal literally just completely freezing. And um, I made the mistake of punching out when I couldn't see. <laughs> Never saw the quad again. Yeah, no, I saw your video on that one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for your loss, mate. Yeah. Well, I would I would say Rob never give up. I had one in the top of a tree for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I just had a I was just went for a stroll, no intention of ever getting it back, and just saw it. <laughs> Amazingly. Yeah. No, so, I yeah. I traipsed around that field, and there's nothing in the field. Um, it could be in the trees, but there's about half a kilometer of trees. <laughs> well, I, I had the same problem. It yeah. was so many trees, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, I I think we had four of us looking for it for five hours over okay. the space over the space of two weeks, and I just went out for a stroll after I'd finished another video. I literally looked at the tree for three minutes and saw it, and I was like, yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's always the way. You find it when you're not looking for it. Well, when you when you do lose something like that, especially something that's got value, you panic, of course, and yeah. you're not thinking rationally, and you, the, your main objection is to get it back as soon as possible. And uh, we had torrential downpour, and uh, but, but somehow it survived, you know? No, I solved the problem. I ordered another. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm contractually obliged to say, let's talk about battery-backed beepers, which go beep, oh, beep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk that. about the fact that iFlight quads don't come with them as default. <laughs> and has two rush to go out. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's what happens when you rush. You see yeah. the... Oh, go I, on. I guess the, the next thing to talk about then is... Um, the other thing that that people talk about about the difference in the two systems because everybody is pretty much agree that the dji and i'm very keen to say ji because we're always getting com complaints about the dgi which we all seem to say somehow in our accents the the general consensus is the dji is a very complete system it's a it's a plug and play uh once you give your details to china and the the display is beautiful and it just works but then when you talk about the breakup and the sort of the variable bit rate and how's that compare, 
what what is coming out the favorite there let's say we're flying around a tree we get some bit of static do we prefer the the analog like breakup of the bike frost or do we like the sort of going a bit wobbly around the corners of the dji system you know what the thing the thing to realize the dji one from everything i've done you actually don't see it for for a layman i'm quite sure guys who are racing quads would probably notice the latency me with my kind of freestyle don't even see it so when it does catch you by surprise it comes in hard and fast because i'm not looking at the frame rate you know i'm just looking at the view so i, I think unlike the fat shark one you know the, the bite frost there's a clear like analog there's clear warning it's going because you see it with all the blocks busy falling away from you whereas the dji it's not so obvious it's kind of perfect 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 and then it goes can we um back up and sort of I'm intrigued on how how you guys ended up with the bite frost because um, usually there is the, the 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 big YouTubers have it first, but that uh, it's been different this time. So well, if, I, I found it myself because um, on is it um, Instagram? I subscribed to the Fetch Shock um, channel. And they announced that GetFPV had them. Yes, so, um, I saw them on there. That's, that's where I got mine. So what what country are you based in, if you don't mind? I'm, I'm in the UK. So you're in the so so you so that's like four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So was there any issue with like because I bought from the US? Did you get crazy tax on top I'll, of I'll, that? I'll find out next week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they arrived in two days via FedEx, which normally means I'll get the tax bill next week. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I bought the, the DJI system from Race Day Quads uh, uh, and a week later got a bill for is it 140 quid, something like that. Yeah, it will be something uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, I went with uh, DHL for shipping from Get FPV, and uh, yeah, no, no tax, it looks like. So. Ah, so so none, no, but nobody actually got sent one for free. Then it, you all bought everything. I've yeah. bought mine. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it, it only been get FPV that's got them? Do we know? Is it? Is yeah. anybody else According talking about to Fatshock, that's else? the case. They're the only ones. Um, and what was curious is that Fatshock, obviously working with Get FPV, because I was emailed the manual by Fatshock, and they knew I'd purchased it. So um, there's clearly some relationship going on between them. Yeah, but what's interesting is you both bought both of them, so you're clearly interested in in this thing, right? You're 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 in deep if you've bought both of them. Right? I I can't even look at, look at the wall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love FPV, mate. So <laughs> that's why I bought it. Yeah, so, new, new technology. It's got to be purchased. So can you? I, I don't. I don't. I think they're doing it. My my. Uh, sort of view on them is I, I think they're both doing different things to each other so I think it's actually quite difficult to compare them it's it seems like the fat sharks are a, a, a one-up on analog so you get less breakup but it's really for the pilot in the moment whereas the DJI systems for the pilot in the moment but it's also got the the, the HD side side of it and it but and and it's not as good at dealing with like you say the variable latency and when you get breakup and stuff like that. So yeah, it seems like uh, even though 
even though they're both claiming HD, to me, it, I think it's quite difficult to compare them. You, you know what? The, th the thing that, and it's I've watched a lot of other videos since following on from my one falling over um, like it did. And the thing is, DJI, it doesn't really break up. You can push it so far with almost no hint of a problem at all. And you will outclass your analog by far. But then you hit a threshold. And at that point, then I'd far rather be on analog because the benefits of analog come out and just, you know, you can, you can get a signal back very quickly with analog. You can fly through noise. But I think what's absolutely clear is everywhere where I would normally fly where I had regular breakup with my analog system, I'd fly with the DJI quad. There was nothing. It was just absolutely yeah. perfect. And uh, uh, NJ, I know, I know you're muted at the moment, but I know, I know you're sort of, uh, sort of on the fence. Uh, have you bought into any of the systems yourself, or are you waiting? Are you playing? No, I, I think. I will probably be going with the DJI system, but um, the thing is, I think that that people need to take into account here is the subjectivity of uh, of your situation and where you fly. If you're someone that's flying in, uh, like where I do, where you know there's occasional trees, there's a lot of open fields, there's not. I don't fly away very far, but then if I do, it's usually I'm at the top of a hill, it's good clean line of sight. Then that sort of system isn't going to be a problem for, for me. It's going to work for me. If you're someone that's going to be flying around a lot of concrete and in and out of gaps and there's, there's different areas where these things are going to have their, their pitfalls and their pros. And I think it's important not to get too caught up in the, the kind of the glorious side of having HD without yeah. deciding whether there might be some other pitfalls in there that are kind of in the small print, but might actually be quite critical to whether you should actually just stay on analog for the time being. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, my feeling on it for, for my uh, subjectively speaking for me and where I fly and what I do, uh, I'm never for the time being, there's no way I'm getting rid of my analog stuff, especially for the micro yeah, stuff. Of course, we yeah. haven't got an HD solution for that yet. Um, but for the bigger stuff, yes, I probably will uh, go the DJI route. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm obviously slight concerns about fitment. You know, I've put videos out where I've, I've burned certain manufacturers for, for their choice on how they fit certain faces. But um, I think I heard somewhere out in the out in the uh, wild that um, DJI might be looking at putting some correction face plates in the into the uh, yes. in the mix, and there's stuff on Thingiverse as well, isn't there? You can get yeah. a couple of different adapter mounts to stop the uh, the side leak and various yeah. other things. So that's all. Um, yeah, um, I mean, it's progress. It's still very new, and you just have to be very honest with yourself before spending quite a big big amount of money, I guess. Mm. I, I think this my question is: Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Is, is, are you guys all worried about getting locked in? like to DJI stuff. Like imagine if they just take over and they've got like uh they've got so much money and they could just knock us all in so easily. Like this is the best. Well, not, I don't think so because because not everybody's gonna buy it. Not everyone's gonna be able to afford it. You know, as a reviewer, as I do this as a job, I've had to take a, a long look before I pulled the plug and I was like, 
it sort of was my obligation to 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 get one. So um, I think there's a lot of people out there that will just stick with with analog. Uh, but one thing that's for sure is, it, it, I think in the hobby, not a lot has changed for quite a while. There's been yeah. in, incremental updates. You know, we've had these uh, split cameras. We like even the Tarsier with the two cameras. But this is a, a leap. Um, so some people are going to be on board with that. What What's kind of frustrating is I just wish there was was one because it's now that there's two, it's it's it's, it's so well, divided. It's if, so divided. If there's one, that's where we get locked in. The idea well, see, is I, there's, there's multiple providers. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I, I would pres- yeah, I, I don't mind if there's many of these things, but I'd prefer it if at least an open standard was implemented. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and, you know, it, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I had a, a comment on one of my videos, and it, it was talking about the fact where I was saying I didn't like the fact that it got locked in, and essentially with digital, that seems to always be the way. Yeah, but yeah, it's I mean, not. It's not always the way because think of Ethernet networks and Wi-Fi. There are open standards. Well, there's like the multi-protocol modules on yeah. transmitters as well. But you know, um, yeah, I, I mean. Could there be a t- could there be a time where somebody can can get into that DJI system? We don't. I don't know. I mean, isn't it competition that that's going to drive all of this in the first place? Yeah. I mean, it's like anything oh, yeah. new. The same with USB or anything that, that there was one thing that suddenly became overwhelmingly the you know what then became the standard, and it's the same with you know you could say the same about flight control software. And, you know, eventually everyone was like, it's all about Beast Flight. And then all the flight yeah. controllers that were being produced were making sure they were conforming to where Beast Flight was going. Beast Flight predominantly going, saying that they're predominantly F4, real strong market for F4, Beast Flight, base controllers. All these things are driven by competition. So, it, you know, however you look at the the uh, the bike frost, I think as long as there is competition getting into the mix, it's yeah. only ever going to be a good thing for the for the rest of us. Um, so, uh, yeah. but I mean, I, I think DJI like Apple, you know, that it's, it's a fantastic system. We're all there. Yeah. We're, we're all there bitch in one way yeah. or another. I just, I just, I just don't <laughs> like how it's dividing people. That's the bit I don't like. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, there's because, a, I think there's a snobbery. And conquer, Andy. It's because there, of the politics. There is a big issue, which hasn't been raised at all. But what that I've seen with the DJI ones. And if you think about it, this is just DJI, it's fantastic. We have great goggles, but they don't even keep compatibility within their own product ranges. So the Phantom transmitters, batteries, everything are completely different to your Mavic. You know, chargers, literally the works, it's a completely different product suite. Now, if I take a look at these goggles, I used to have the old big DJI racing ones that they had, which... um, support OcuSync, which is fantastic because you could fly it with the Mavic. But um, why doesn't this support OcuSync? Yeah. It well, seems to me well, this is where they should have gone because then... Well, I, you see, this is why I disagree because they, they, they can't have it compatible with OcuSync because OcuSync frequency hops and the FPV system doesn't frequency hop. So you, I think... You yeah, have, that's a that's a protocol level. So hopping or not, at the end of the day, 
within the software of that, you could very easily turn around and write some code in the same way they have an analog feed coming in. You're just saying, okay, talk Ocusync because the software doing it, not the hardware. No, uh, but but it, uh, well, that that's the thing that do we know that though? I don't I don't know that. I think it's completely different than that. I know I certainly know yeah. fre frequency hopping certainly would add latency. You see, uh, that that which it, which the camera drones can put up with because they've got GPS. But we need lower latency. And yeah, but this 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 is no different to um, your two point four. If you took um, the free sky system, it's an RF module. And uh -huh. under the free sky system, what it's doing is basically chopping and changing frequencies constantly, whereas most of the other ones will only do it occasionally because, you know, similar sort of issues. It's the fact that these chipsets are locked essentially to one channel is for the performance of that system. And I get that. Yeah, yeah. But what's wrong with making the same goggles also support? You know, you've gone as far as making it support analog. Why not support your other parts? Well, my guess yeah. would be my guess would be that it, if they would have done it, they could have done it. I, I think, but they've got and they've got these other goggles that do yeah. do that. Yeah, you see, I, 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 I don't, think, I don't think they would. I think that everything I've seen, and I've got, I've had a fair number. You know, I've got a Mavic here. I've had more than one Mavic over the years. I've had the goggles. I've had plenty of DJI kit. And one thing is sure, your nothing is compatible with. Other stuff, it just isn't. Yeah, you know, you'll get, you know, Ocusync two. You, you take, you know, that fancy transmitter that they got. I've got one around here somewhere. You know, for controlling the Mavic, it only supports Ocusync two and higher. It, oh, which you means mean the, you uh, a, that crazy controller? Yeah, yeah, I've got one. Oh right well, here. I don't know. Where I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm blaming you for paying that amount of money for that. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic though. <laughs> A cynical person could think that DJI just want you to keep rebuying their products over and over again. Well, that's it's kind crazy. of where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this Can does I... go as far. Literally, if you go by, you, you know, there used to be the screen, the um, the DJI screen you'd plug into the bottom of the remote. I've got one sitting down on that side of the room somewhere. And um, that one, if you want to charge it, you have to get a charger for a Phantom to be able to charge it with a power supply. And then have a different adapter. It's kind of it's a complete. I guess I guess what I'm getting to is that they don't have a standard just within their own products, and maybe that's just because they've got massive R and D different divisions, and they're not talking to each other. Can uh, I ask, um, uh, Bloods, because you've you've had by far of anyone I know, anyway, you've had you've had a really good amount of time. You've got your hands fully dirty with this bike frost system so yeah uh, and i've been following your testing closely i mean can you uh, give us uh, maybe um, an overview of how you have got on with it how how your other i guess how your experience also with you know your feedback and and talking as a beta tester of this obviously how your feedback's been coming across and, and are there any uh, in terms of expectations are there any pitfalls and bits that you found with that could you just expand a bit more on your experience with it um, well, in terms of the, the, uh, being part of beta testing something, it, although they offered it for sale and you had to actually pay to do the beta testing, which I don't personally think is a, is a bad thing, um, when you paid and you did, you know, effectively sign up to become a beta testing, there was no like, oh, come and this is where you email all your comments. There, there was no group set up as such. 
I just randomly saw something on RC groups and it looked like everybody was just talking about it there. So it kind of seems like everything is happening on RC groups, which if you're unfamiliar with that, it's like a forum from the 1990s where you, it's all email based. You mean it's There's not no on Facebook? It's not, That's it's what a not forum like, is, yeah. yeah. It's not Facebook. <laughs> Um, which, I mean, I hate Facebook, but at the end of the day, it's extremely convenient, um, and it would have been probably a better place to carry out a beta test. Um, so in terms of a beta testing platform, it's not really being run very uh, efficiently. I don't think they're beta or doing any form of testing with the community. They're just basically getting it out there. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, actually, because if there was a central place where people reported this i would have had a problem because one of the gotchas i found is when i plugged it and i converted over my little coppice one stuck the bike frost in there and, and like you said buds it's so easy to stick it in a, any quad yeah. and go but the problem i found is i wasn't getting any osd information on my screen after connecting up my uart and then by doing searching and searching and searching and eventually finding an RC groups chat, I yeah. find the thing about the MSP version of the protocol. Yeah, and which, you need to which flash the latest. And, so I had to flash the latest beta flight yeah. to get but, it up. But there. Wayne, you're embarrassing yourself now because I told you about that the other day. You told me <laughs> that you, to get your stuff on the OSD, you, you had to put it on your actual beta flight OSD. Yeah. One no, was already I, I also told you I had, you had to have MSP. That's that's a lie. You never said a thing. <laughs> it's just a setup. Yeah, there's there's quite a few little flaky things to do with uh, like the OSD and stuff. It does look like um, they have got somebody working uh, yeah. on the nightlies to bring something to it. So um, the, the RSSI values were a little bit weird. Yeah, and I use um, Crossfire. So I well, I, I, I found. Yeah, mine just I, I ended up having to relay it back from the transmitter and getting a weird value like between three and six hundred before it would kind of right. even get right. It kind of almost overflows. If you go beyond six hundred, it suddenly goes back to naught. <laughs> when, you're, right. um, yeah, when you're saying nightly, you're talking about beta flight. There's no firmware for the bite frost system. Uh, it's, there it's is. Just, there is firmware for the Bifrost system itself as well for both the uh, VTX and the uh, VRX and the screen itself um, and the DVR, I guess. All that's got its own firmware, but um, things to do with uh, Betaflight OSD, that's, a lot of that has to be done within Betaflight and uh, the coding there. So I think they've got somebody who knows what they're doing and is... Uh, adding code to it and testing stuff and then doing pull requests uh, and doing all that <laughs> that side of, of the hobby. Um, yeah, but you know what's good. also a shame? Um, if you picked up, you know in the, the um, bike frost, how when you read the manual and they'll tell you it will quite happily work with just two antennas. And it's great because they're saying that with four antennas, you got the direction and the performance is so much better, which is great. But... They also tell you they decided to go for that over a module um, because, you know, why didn't they just do the module? Because if you can get away with two antennas, you know, how many more of these would you sell? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, that's, it is a funny one. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits.
Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. So one thing I wanted to mention about Bite Frost, because we, we've talked previously about isn't DJI expensive because you have to buy the goggles and everything else and all that sort of stuff. But I, I thought that, and, and Rob, we talked about this earlier, yeah. uh, one of the problems with Bite Frost is the fact that it is HD, it's uh, 720p, but of course most of the goggles we use aren't. I mean, I've got uh, Dom B3s, which are something like 800 by 640. Lots of goggles around the, uh, what, 640 by 480, that sort of stuff. And there's only, even HDOs aren't, they haven't got the full 1280 by 720. They're like That's, 960. You'll actually see the HDO is actually, when you look at it with the Bifrost, it actually chops off the edges of the screen mm. very slightly when it fits because yeah. it doesn't give you a perfect match. Um, uh, yeah, Wayne and I chatted a lot about this and, you know, my, my view is, you know, where, where DJI have done well with this, it's a complete integrated unit because the, the problem is, is that digital doesn't work well with analog gear and analog doesn't work well with digital gear. Um, you, you see this just, you know, go, go bother watching the early Harry Potter films, which were done in HD and go put them on your lovely HD television and you go, oh, this is crap. It's all grainy because it all gets upscaled and, you know, the whole visual system is simply different. And in many regards, you know, it's if anyone who's got the DJI goggles tries feeding an analog feed into it, you can. It looks okay, but it looks a damn sight better under my HDOs. Now, that's kind of because you're taking this tiny picture and upscaling it. So how do you truly compare the two? You know, I think the only comparison you'll truly have with um, Bifrost is when someone, and I'm hoping you, Wayne, can plug it eventually into some box goggles. I've got, yeah, I found these in my cupboard. These are the old Esheen, um Goggle 2s. What an inspirational name. But they do have a proper 1080p LCD screen yeah. in there. So, are, you, oh are you sure they are Esheen? <laughs> no, sure? I checked it. I checked it. I've, no, I've taken I've a panel out of one of them and seen I've if, got them as well. They if, are legit. Yeah. If I ever are. see that antenna and I'm with you, I'm going to eat it. I'm just going to put it in my mouth. Can I just? It. Can I just change the subject slightly? I know it's. This is meant to be it's about. Alien, listen, no. How much are? I know NJ and Bloods have got uh, a little project going on. Do you guys want to disclose anything from that, or are we moving on? Uh, well, we can disclose that because I did say on my channel we we have been working uh, on a frame that it and it will be in the toothpick class. Are you sure? Are you sure? Um, are you sure the toothpick should class? I, should, we, should we say them? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Andy knows the name of the frame, which is why he's saying that. But yeah, it is. Um, it is. Uh, it's going to be a toothpick sized frame that's what we're looking at we we've i think uh bloods mentioned to me that the prototypes yeah, are indeed, being cut yes. now aren't they the ones well that, so, so yeah isn't it, isn't it twig class zero point yeah zero one yeah uh this, twig is, class. this is a whole no, no, new this genre. Is, this no, is, I <laughs> I don't think you can call it new genre, and I don't know if you can really call it a genre. It's a bit of a weird one, because you remember that um, that quad you sent me, Andy, when you sent me back the uh, Archon, that fly egg? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, it's that, the same, isn't right? that a? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's a tiny little. This is why I argue. It's heavier. Two... Yeah, sure. I think it. I, I think the toothpick means super lightweight, two inch, two to three inch. You know that the, the know, people, people keep reinventing the same on a stuff. Weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. Rob's, Rob's hit the Rob's hit the nail on the head. Yeah, there. it's it's trying to rebrand yeah. something that's already yeah. a thing. To yeah, yeah, here, here we go. Can you see here? There's toothpick. Oh, where's one the difference? Is Lena 120 and the other one's the AR. Yeah, Ford, I think right? this was a 90, maybe. This is a, I don't know, whatever it is. But this is a lot lighter. Two years old, right? Both of them, at least. No, this this was a Beta 85. This is a. I mean, oh, right, okay. This is a Foo Fighter. Actually, it was a Beta 75 before I modified it. Yeah, and so. this this is maybe an SPC maker which wobbles like crazy, which is why it's on the wall permanently. <laughs> and Gino's about that. Uh. Oh, no, not the SPC makers. Jesus. It, it might be. I've actually got one in the box over there. I might do a giveaway one day. <laughs> that would be an evil uh, giveaway. That's a fly so, away. Yeah, fly, fly away. I think, I, I think the main things that define a toothpick class drone is that it's two to three inch props, super lightweight frame and perhaps most importantly it runs one of those little crazy bee all-in-one boards that's designed for a whoop but you can run pretty powerful motors on it really and up to 4s in some cases so yeah it's quite a cool little uh, project that we've been working on yeah i mean i think <clears throat> in terms of of the kind of mission objective for those kind of of uh, that's that class or that size and something that interests me because obviously I've done a lot more probably in the last year to do with the micro stuff than I have the larger stuff is, you know, with things having gone the way they have, you know, and I feel like we're, we're slowly edging our way backing out of the uh, press conference room uh, in the media when it comes to drones. I think we're mm. slightly starting to get away, away from it a little bit now, but going for something that's, super light that's quiet that's still fast for me specifically for me that i was selfish about and thankfully it's something that bloods also enjoys a lot is freestyle it's got to be good at freestyle um and one thing i always used to do is 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 chuck up especially when i was dealing with the micro stuff was put up videos and say what size quad is this you know there's a few videos i did and i'd get people saying you know, five inch, whatever, you'd, you'd get sizes clearly bigger than it actually was. And I think one of the ones I ended up, a little custom one I put together was like super tiny, even smaller than that, running like two inch props that was a freestyler. And, but that thing screamed, that was super noisy. Um, the idea with this would be to go down to buy blades, slightly lower RPM, but good control. So just a great lightweight, low noise, um, won't harm anyone freestyler that you can just keep in the glove box of your car pull out have a ton of fun a, a pocket full of batteries and you hardly have to take much gear out with you so it's a very similar sort of mission statement to what kebab has been trying to do and arguably the guy who's kind of driven a lot of the fashion of of, of the two picks that well i mean it's it's kind of his idea but yeah and also with the new rules coming in and all the crap that's going along with that it was just um we should have called it the brex pick <laughs> That's what we could have done. Why didn't I? <laughs> but, yeah. um, well, but... well, maybe you've just announced the name of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can always change it. 
Um, but, but that's that's yeah, where we're heading. And there there will be as soon as we've got these prototypes loaded up, we'll uh, we'll we'll start showing off um, where where we've got it. And there is a couple of radical ideas in there, so it's not just. Uh, I mean, it's going to have four arms. Yeah, there is some repeatable stuff in here, but there is some there's some some cool innovation mm -hmm. in there as well. And and you know, I'm a stickler for detail, so um, as is as is blood. So yeah, we've we're we're happy with where we are at 0 0.01 prototype. And if if it does, yes, uh, if it if it does become a final product, will it? Where will you be able to get it? It will be available everywhere but China. <laughs> what, for about a week until they get hold of one and just like... Yeah, no, we, no. we won't be shipping to China, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so I guess the, we haven't really, uh, haven't really thought about that, just uh, probably just from me, to be fair. And uh, I've got a reseller in the Halo, uh, right? Sweden. Yeah, so be direct from the Halo RC website. Or from uh, Drone It if you live in Sweden or near there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it should be um, but it's should just, be interesting. Yeah. Looking forward to probably it. it's it's gonna be it's, it's definitely not gonna take as long as um, designing a five inch because I mean there's just not a lot to it and it's not like I, I'm definitely it's not like I'm just gonna straight up clone somebody else's design. But um, uh, we can we can safely <laughs> say there's nothing else that looks like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking at the chat, everyone everyone wants to call it Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have to change the name. The only problem... I think you've started, something. The only problem is it'd have to be a disaster for, to call it that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, it will never... It, we'll talk about it and we'll keep upgrading stuff, but it will never actually take off. Yeah, yeah, no deal. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Deal. <laughs> no deal. No deal. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> no, no signal. Promising to deliver it over and over again, it just won't happen. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> this time next year, promise. We'll we'll definitely have it out the door. <laughs> but yeah, that's the things. The things are moving fast. Like, I mean, when did we start talking about this? A uh, week ago, week and a half ago, and yeah, we've we've yeah. got stuff being cut. So we're we're trying to move on it, uh, you know, reasonably quickly. Um, so yeah, exciting. So I think it's that that is always going to keep analog alive. Is it, I think it, I think we're probably some years away until HD FPV can get that small. Then again, we DJI threw a curveball at us, didn't they, with this? So who knows what is going on? But uh, ho hopefully, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think analog will always have a place. And I said this in my review of the DJI thing. It's it's just something new and exciting and um it, things were going a bit stale and uh so th we've got now got more options which is cool Thank i mean the the other thing to, to mention probably is is obviously this wasn't the first this didn't arrive out of nowhere as the first ever hd system there was obviously the connex and the, the problem was that was so massively hyped up by connex uh and then when it came out, there was obviously these huge things like, oh, my God, how many antenna, how big, how this whole system's ridiculous. And it was an absolute fortune. And there was so much disappointment after so much hype, which obviously is something we're quite now familiar and quite jaded towards in the quad community. There was, just, there was that thing called the FPV that. Blue as well, wasn't there? Did anybody have that? Oh, I didn't know about that one. They, they shut down recently. Um, there was, I, I was on the notification list for that other guy, I think basically just couldn't get the funding or interest from people so eventually stopped 
Well, that I think that probably the problem with that is that it ran, run off uh, 1.2 gigahertz. Didn't no, he changed it to 5.8. The first oh, did he? 5.2, ah. then he did a 5.8, or maybe it was 2.4. But um, he eventually got all the boards, everything ready to go, but just couldn't get the funding and investment for people. But mm. uh, yeah. I, I think that there was the problem is now after things went the way they did back then uh, and with analog gaining at the time was was gaining strength really i think the um the problem is now there's people some people unfortunately are just ready poised ready to to jump on and hate any new technology like the dj has come along and it's uh, i think it's a company unfortunately some people do love to hate and they will um because of their affiliation with the the people who are using them because idiots can fly the phantoms over a prison and drop stuff in it. And because of that affiliation, there's a, a part of the our side of the community that will just hate DJI for that. But it doesn't change the fact that they've come up with a great product. They've jumped into a sector of our space uh, with a great product. And yeah, there's, there's going to be people that hate it and are ready to kick it before it's even launched. But they're selling. They're selling well. People are getting on board. They are inevitably going to come down in price. New versions will come out. It will, you know, and if it's driving competition now, then all the better. So I, I like to keep a positive spin on it. So do I. I. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I, I think this has been slightly tribal. I think Rob got this from both sides. When he lost that drone, he got, aside from the people hating on DJI, he had all the DJI sort of purists saying you were doing it wrong. It's all your fault. You lost your error, apparently. Well, I tell you what, how, I, I thought we could do this. Hands up who's Yo, lost an analog FPV quad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Lance, Lance has done a lot. You notice know, so I don't put my hand up because I've got those nice beepers that go off if the quad goes down. Ah, <laughs> zero. Nice one. Thank you, buddy. So, analog is not exempt. From getting lost either we should you know analog is definitely not going anywhere anytime soon no. mainly down to the price um but partly down to the size i mean everything's been getting smaller smaller Thank smaller you, smaller, smaller, smaller and although the dji fits inside um a five inch quad i mean all, all my five inch quads have been converted to 20 by 20s now 6s 20 by 20 so i'm actually having to use old gear to run the bike frost <laughs> so so bike frost 30 by 30 is it yeah i, I see what people forget yeah. and actually back, like, um come on i was just gonna say no, come on, mate, look back so just gonna point out the nylon nuts don't fit on the top yeah oh, because they can myself. but, but so, on the goggle front does anyone have the orcas coming no, I'm on the. I'm. I'm. I'm actually on the list for that. Um, yeah, but I haven't heard I. from them for for ages. They they initially, um, e I've got an email contact with them, and they gave me a big long spiel and put me on the list. And how long ago was that? Now, when that list was for Thank the you, reviewers, was that? That was. Andy, why did you say no comment? What do you know that I don't know? No, no, it's all right. You, you then <laughs> said it. You then said it. I, oh, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were allowed to say there's a list. But um, oh, I, well, it's out there now. <laughs> <laughs> but once it's not me needing the that, disclaimer. Yeah, no, that that was their word. So I said, we'll, we'll yeah, put yeah, you on yeah. the list. I feel, I think, I think. Apparently, Rob Britton's on a list. 
media lists. Yeah, but is it the same list, me and Well, What I was just going to say about, like, how things was, if you, you only have to go back, like, five years. You have to pay 70 quid for an immersion RC, albeit a 600 milliwatt VTX, which had eight channels. Your goggles worked on like 85 dB. It didn't have that lovely sensitive next wave type receiver. It didn't have even diversity. So the stuff that's happened, the prices that have come down and the way the VTX has just shrunk and you can buy like a really good VTX that speaks smart audio for like under 20 quid. You can buy a good diversity system for like 40 quid. Is is miles away from where it was. So you may get that progression on digital depending if it gets popular, if it gets miniaturized. Obviously, you know, I think this is a bit of a misstep. Everybody probably wants a version two where it fits as some sort of module, and we, we're going to need goggles that actually take advantage of it. But it's early days, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess so. The DJI system, you have to put goggles in your pocket. Uh, goggles in your pocket, that would work. But with your eyeballs, put those in your pocket as well. Um, you have to put a battery in your pocket, don't you? To, uh, you, can power buy, it. Yeah. you can buy these, yeah. NJ. But you only get an hour's use out of them. The right. GMB made a special. You can see the thing. Oh, okay. And then Sponsored you... by GMB. Other lipos are available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I actually find myself. I, I like the the tethering thing because it makes the goggles lighter. Um, but yeah, you can. But you can get smaller lipos that you'll get about an hour's use out of them. Have um, you had to do what I've done with um, some cable ties to stop the blasted power lead falling out? Yes, it's it's yeah. not, it's that is a problem. I almost had uh, them, like, I, I was like, I can feel, it, I, I don't know what it was, but I just could feel like the, the lead pulling out. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a, a problem. Yeah. But you, a cable tie on doesn't cause a problem now. A, a cable tie will fix it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like a... You don't lose the power lead. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a showstopper, but, yeah, it's certainly a, a, something I mentioned in, in my video. But, yeah. No, no one, uh, one thing I'm interested in, and uh, can't, everybody talks about the Bite Frost being a hybrid between analog and HD. I'm not quite sure what they mean by that. Is it, how, how can that be? It, it, are, they just, are they just describing what it feels like and it's fully HD or is there some analog in there? Oh, come on, Bloods, speak up because I can see you smiling in the corner there as well. Isn't the camera it, I, that's a is actually an analog camera feeding into a digital transmission system? But from what I understand, that is that is it. It's a, it's an analog camera, so an analog, which I presume they mean an analog image sensor. Um, but then it gets fed into a VTX that spits out a digi pure digital transmission. Well, this is, a, um, this is what's... But surely all image sensors are analog because it's yeah they are with real world. So it's like every so microphone is analog, isn't it? Some of the uh, I don't know. I'm not like super technical, so I, I'm not the right person yeah. to be answering the question. Look, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very simple digital protocol that's happening there, and it is. It, it feels a little bit more like the Open HD type stuff, where you're just kind of just pushing it out constantly. Here's the stream of data, and you latch onto it, and if it's there, it's there. If it isn't, it isn't. Um, I, I think the biggest advantage, and my tests from the last weekend, what I found is that. If you do get bad noise with the bike frost, you can get a signal back 
as long as you've got um, something, you'll get it back within a second. If you lose it completely, you'll get it back in about four seconds. Now, that's because there's no handshaking going on, there's no checksums, there's no... Well, basically, it's a simple protocol. Whereas DJI, you will literally... You know, it's a good 15 seconds once you've lost that signal to get a complete reset. Oh, I didn't find that. Uh, but I'm not... I yeah. never I never do long range, so perhaps yeah. maybe that's why it is. Try to do a test of just literally put your goggles on, pull the battery, plug it back in. Make sense? Mm, so, so, loss of your signal and then put it oh, back. Oh, right. I've, I've not had that at all. I've, I've had it where it's it's gotten uh, really laggy and therefore um, I couldn't fly it, but I've never completely lost a signal. But yeah, I so to the point of total failure where it's how far, how far away did you have to go to get that? I was running on the higher power output behind the line of trees, maybe about 500 meters away. What, so so have you, did you do the same test with analog? Analog, I fly through there all the time. It's utterly crap, but I punch <laughs> out. Yeah, you can punch out and you recover, which is uh, why so I lost what, my pod, because okay. I came flying through there. Oh, the signal's gone and I punched out, so and it, I, nothing came back. I think this goes back to what NJ was saying, is you sort of have to know the limits of the system then essentially yeah um doesn't make it bad it just means we have to learn a new way correct yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely or or just don't fly behind a bunch of trees and bricks <laughs> or, or, or well, do as what are the things that a lot the best suggestion i got was if you ever have any video noise disarmed um which doesn't work clearly because I, I always have video noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably not a great idea. Do you not find in when because this is something that um, that I, I've been finding is when when you start to see focus mode getting really bad. That's when I back off. Um, you know, when I'm when I know I'm pushing it. Yeah. If I if I'm behind like a tree or something, I'm looking at the sides. And as soon as those start getting blocky, I back off. And yeah. that's when I know I've pushed no. it too far. Yeah, but I saw Robert Riot fly eight quads in a car park well, around yeah. in circles. And they're not sponsored by DJI that, or anything like that. Oh, uh, well, they are. The, but they you are know, selling you them, well, aren't they? Well, I know. I just do Laurent Tondra in you. What's that? When my one is how bad the latency was there, like. Yeah. <laughs> No, see, oh my fade out head, I didn't actually get the fading out on the screens. It literally was just a hard block, which makes me wonder, was it even noise? Maybe I was blasted out the sky by well, some irate FPV user down there. I've, ne I've never had it like what, what you said. I've just yeah. had it, it, go it goes, it, I've never had it just stop. Yeah, mine physically froze. It was almost like a, no, you know, like it's, it's almost, you can imagine, just an SD card suddenly just trashing itself and the video just froze. Yeah, yeah, you have to have good SD cards with the DJI yeah. system too. So it could have been been something uh, I like that. It was in the quad, but I don't have it anymore. So, so that's I guess that's one of the differences. Bike for us now. I haven't flown it yet, but from what I've seen, and again, me and Rob have talked about this. We sort of suggested that it it was using sort of smaller packets of data, and if it misses a packet, rather than 
And if you're a computer nerd, I'd compare the difference between DJI and Byte Frost as TCP versus UDP. One has a whole handshaking, it has a resend protocol, it, it wants to know where you are in the data stream so it can jump back in. Whereas Byte Frost, we think, just sends you data. If that data is incomplete, it's like, we'll miss that bit out, and you get that little bit of static line, and then it starts doing the data again. So a little bit like analog, as the signal degrades further and further, you get more noise and less data, and you can really tell on a much more sort of linear fashion if your signal's going. Is that better? It's, it's definitely, I think, better than variable latency, but it's also incredibly distracting. And maybe, maybe I'm just used to static because I don't notice it anymore, but I do notice the black dots. Um, I think it? given time, we probably would just kind of see through it. What was interesting is on uh, on one of Blood's videos, didn't you turn the power up and to to and you constantly got that noise. And somebody suggested, is it noise being created by your ESCs that is constantly giving you that? No, definitely not. Definitely not that. Uh, Fat Shark have come out and said that they. Uh, Something to do with the spectrum shoulder, whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> but they said it, it can. It, it, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what what that means. <laughs> no, I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. what that means. Something to do with that, maybe. This is why I was. No, but they said that it can be. Um, it can be made worse by different antennas changing changing the antennas. So they're getting us to all try different antennas to try and help figure out what what's actually causing it. Sensitivity and something to do with the V R V S M A or something. I'm not like a do, big do you, RF person. As you do, do you think some of these companies use? They have like a little program that's called Technical Verbi Verbiage Simulator, and then you you just put in ask it for an excuse, and it gives you a random one. It just takes some kind of body part and then a, a technical word like, okay, uh, yeah, it's the the no, digital from shoulder uh, that is the problem. <laughs> Have you have you guys got anything, um, anything to wrap up? Uh, we could probably talk about this for another hour. Is the issue, isn't it? Easily, I think it's fair to say if it's it's in its infancy, it's going to get interesting. Hopefully, more people come along with more offerings, and that competition will kick in, and everything will get smaller and better, and the software will get better etc perfectly put i think that it's infancy is exactly the word if you want to if you if you're going to live on the bleeding edge you're going to nice. get better, i think is the moral of the story <laughs> so if you if you want to spend the money and jump yeah, on it, you may it. get the odd nick but Sorry. it's worth it <laughs> thank you Silvio. it's all part of the part of the fun but um yeah i think i think that's right it's just um this it's going to change weekly and, and everyone, you know, there could be a new bit of firmware that comes out for one of them next week. And suddenly we've got a whole other discussion. We, we sort of changed that so, off the uh, topic yeah, we'll of the orcas. I think the orca guys are probably sitting there going, we've got these HD goggles. There's a bunch of HD systems coming you, out. Silvio. We probably should sit on it for a bit and see where this ends up. That's what I think orca are doing. Probably. No, I, I think so. I, I, I don't think so. They might well, be doing that, but I, I, I've got a Kickstarter type thing where I funded them and they've been sending very regular updates every week. Rob, have you won the lottery or something? <laughs> You've got everything. <laughs> uh, 
a compulsive <laughs> fucking spend. <laughs> <laughs> I should explain. Rob sorry, buys everything, sorry. but pretends it's for his business. It's an elaborate tax dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. I've already disclaimed myself. It's all Tell me about it. <laughs> You've got to justify it somehow. Yeah. That's why I sell a couple of frames now and again, just so I can say I run a business, and that's that's why I've got to buy everything when it comes out because uh, I'm a businessman, <laughs> am I? Yeah, we, we all do what we do to sleep at night. Let's put it that way, eh? <laughs> yes. Um, I think we've reached our limit for the show. Also, I've been working really hard. I think we got a slate out screen as well. Uh, so I've been trying to improve LDO a little bit. But um, thank you, guys. Uh, you've been joined. Is is everyone covered everything? No. All right, no worries. We'll we'll book you guys again. Thank you. It's been. I've, I've just been sad. I've just. I've really like just enjoyed the enjoyed the podcast for a while. Though. Just, if you nice enjoy having cool. Jack not be able to speak, then uh, vote in. Yeah, well, you've got the, uh, most chat, and we'll have so these guys back on again. <laughs> It's lovely to have NJ back, man. He's just been staring oh, in his eyes. Bless you, mate. Bless you. Thinking how lovely his teeth are. <laughs> I think I've actually started yeah, ovulating. They're all mine. Oh, he brings man. all. He brings all. He's ovulating. Who said that? If any of you chaos. guys wanted to support the show but don't like the Patreon, there's now the link. It is. Um, like Streamlabs forward slash LDO, I think. Hang on, let me find oh, out. I think, I think we're going to turn off the um, yeah. Google one because they take so much money. Yeah, uh, streamlabs.com forward slash let's drone out. If you want to donate, we get 100% of that. Really help out the show because we're about two episodes, just under two episodes lacking at a deficit of editing the show and the new editor has been great and we don't want to lose him because you guys are getting the shows on time um thanks for everyone uh for coming on uh you have been joined by nj tech take care guys see you again andy rc night night uh, i've been practicing this blood fpv um <laughs> curry kitten <laughs> literally yes uh, don't <laughs> for sure. Uh, Rob, I'm not sure what that actually was. Guys. Thank uh, you. Man, I hope things pick up for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for lending stuff to Gary Kitten. Sure. Uh, uh, it's great. And I've been Brighton till I fly. Thank you very much, guys. Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out, the best drone based podcast on the internet. We would like to thank our patrons, including. Mikey Dread. And also... Art Faulkner. And lastly... That's it. We've only got two of the four Patreons <laughs> that, that donate to have their names read out. So if, if you want your name read out, go to <laughs> Patreon... I can't believe this! <laughs> 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 Telemetry lost.